Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome home. Yo, 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 what's going on, tribe? You know who it is. Thank you for tuning in to yet another Fahim Mujahid podcast episode. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, yeah, checking in for a minute. How's everybody's mindset? What's your soul set? How are you feeling physically? You know, obviously we're blessed to have another day. Um, I try to shift my mind to the space of gratitude and appreciation. Some days are a little bit more challenging than others. Um, just the human nature of life. You know, sometimes you go to bed and you wake up with stuff heavy on your heart and in your mind sometimes. And I think developing a practice, a morning practice, a ritual habits, you know, are so important um, because they really... You know, especially if you, I mean, best of both worlds would be able to have a practice in the evening and in the morning um, for being able to um, shift um, whatever it is you could potentially taking with you at the end of the evening to bed to that unconscious state and waking up to it. You know, the most effective way is to have both, both tail ends um, have a, a discipline about developing practices that can help. You know, I have to be honest, for me personally, there's been a lot moving, a lot going on mentally and a lot of mental noise. And I'm trying to get better at going back to a lot of those routines and those practices. I think that, you know, I have the tendency when I'm carrying, for whatever reason, when I'm carrying a lot of stress or if I find myself shifting into a stressful state, um, the first thing that I usually do, I usually let go of those things that serve me. And I become hyper fixated on how I can shift awareness or shift my support to others. And where it sounds like that's a really beautiful thing to do in reality is um, it's, it's, a big, it's a big mistake. And I see myself make it and I see my clients make it all the time. You know, when you're in those moments, the most, um, the most positive, productive, beneficial thing you can do for not only just yourself, for everyone involved is to get back to focusing on your inter- um, get back to balance with yourself, get back to doing the things that help you feel aligned um, mentally, spiritually, physically. And we don't normally do it that way. I'm changing that. I'm shifting that narrative for my life. I'm deciding today that that will no longer be my modus of operandi. But when I feel myself in these moments, when I feel I'm carrying for whatever reason, um, I'm going to now make a commitment today that instead of operating from the space of what other people need or what everyone else needs or what everyone else's opinion about whatever it is that I'm processing or going through is, I'm going to instead use every little bit of energy I have to make sure that I'm getting back to those practices that I know fulfill my cup. 
I know waking up, praying in the morning, meditating in the morning, yoga in the morning, reading in the morning, I know those things really make my day itself just Teflon in the sense that it helps me create the intention that I want. And usually I'm, I'm batting a pretty high percentage when I go about my morning practice like that that my day usually falls in alignment. And then if anything shows up that's not in alignment, I feel better mentally prepared. And I think in a lot of ways, that's all mental toughness is, is mental preparation. You know, for those moments of agitation and resistance that may come up throughout the day, instead of being reactionary to things and living a reactive life, you start getting into the create, create creation space. You start creating your experiences, you start gravitating the frequency of certain experiences and things and conversations and opportunities. So I, I try my best to make sure I'm doing those things. And my evening practice is a little shorter, but you know, I find that, and, and, and it's something that's becoming online, especially as I get older, that I need to be intellectually stimulated in the sense that, you know, that's incredibly important like every day. Every day I need to find myself either learning something new or reading something. So I realized that gone are the days where I could just sit in front of a TV and watch a movie or sit in front of, or just sit down and just not do anything or just have all evening where you're just, conversations are great and all that and movies are great and all that, TV shows are great and all that. But I have to, I, I, to be honest, man, I have to, I realize I have to go into those spaces now with at least literature. Like the TV shows and, and staring at the screen, that just like, it really puts me in a bad headspace because I feel like I'm just losing time. No matter how good the TV show is and no matter how good the movie is. And I know people say, well, it's all about balance and I get that. But I'm realizing that for me, the way that my perception on spending time and being in that zombie state and just, you know, especially the end of the day. Um, and then going from that to just bed, it's just hard for me to process that. Like I like, and it drives people that I'm usually watching TV with or a movie with crazy um, because they, I don't know, they feel like I can't multitask. But for me, I realize that being intellectually fulfilled is something that's become even more important. Or maybe, or maybe I'm just clarifying a lot of stuff that I didn't think or I didn't know about myself. And as I get more clarity within myself, a lot of these things are coming more to the forefront. I don't know. Anyway, just thought I would share. Thought it was a powerful way to start um, today's exchange. Um, so the power word for today is change. Change. I woke up thinking about change. Yeah. So change. Make someone or something different. Alter or mod modify. Change. To make something or someone different. To alter or to modify. Change. You know, I've been thinking a lot about change. I've been thinking a lot about change in my personal life. You know, you hear it all the time. At least I was told all the time, the only constant in life is change. So you, you're aware of this idea of change um, from, from, uh, from an early age, or at least I was. And, you know, it's funny because as you go through life, you know, just because you age doesn't necessarily mean you evolve. So if you have a certain understanding of the impact or what the value of change or what it means to you or how you view change, if, that, if that's something that's not challenged or expanded upon, you could be someone that's later in your life and still resistant to change, still taking change a certain way or, or having a hard time 
processing things when they do change, no matter how inevitable you believe it to be. The relationship with change is something that you have to commit time and energy and effort to um, in order to make sure that you're meeting the change in your life from a place of power. You know, I was having a conversation with a really, um, one of my favorite athletes, and he was saying that for him, you know, the season was literally changing under his feet, or at least he felt that way. Um, he went from getting a lot of playing time to not getting as much play time to getting a lot of playing time to then nursing an injury. Um, there were talks at some point about whether or not the team would trade him. So change was all in the air. And I was trying to get him to, you know, first I wanted to honor what he was saying, right? Um, whenever someone's opening and being vulnerable, you want to acknowledge it. So first I acknowledged and tried to honor what he was saying. But then, you know, we put together a game plan for helping him shift his awareness from that that he cannot control, which was all these other variables. Obviously, you can influence whether you're injured. You can influence whether you're a starter. You can influence whether you're in trade talks. But you can't control them. So we started to shift away from that and allow him to use his energy resource or his energy value in a different, more productive way. And that was helpful. Uh, we went through a list of controllables, influencers, and non-controllables. And that was a really good place to start the conversation. But as we got a little further along, uh, we started thinking about how he could more powerfully take action from where he is. And, and you guys probably heard of this before, and I heard about it a long time ago. But I told him the story of the magic penny. And for those of you who are not familiar with it, I'm going to butcher it. But the way it goes is that if you're in a position where someone were to give you $3 million in cash or a single penny that doubles its value for 31 days, which of the two options would you take? And luckily for me, the player didn't have an he didn't hear of the exercise of the story. So obviously, like most, he went for the $3 million up front in cash. Now, the way the process goes or the way the exercise goes is at the end of the 31 days, the person who went for the penny instead that doubles his value every day stands at $10,737,418. Right? So you do the math when you're, if you're at home somewhere. But the moral of the story is more importantly than the numbers, which is the accumulation of little things, consistency compounds, right? So being able to consistently show up for your life and doing those things that are easy to do because they're also easily easy not to do. And that's what I find the thing about greatness. When you study those people who are masterful or who are really exceptional at what they do, they're not really doing anything special. They're not really doing anything out of this world. They're not doing anything super complicated or hard to do. They're just doing the little things consistently. Their, their awareness is so hyper-focused on how these little things become the bigger things. And I think those people who I work with are those moments in my life personally where I'm not operating on full cylinders is because I've no longer focused or I shift my focus away from the little things that I was doing, the little things that helped me feel healthy, the little things that helped me mentally stay balanced, the little things that allow me to show up for my family, the little things that allow me to show up for my clients, those little things. So in this literature I came across a while ago, it talked about keeping a scorecard. 
And the scorecard you would keep would be a way of keeping your awareness, keeping your awareness on how you are doing or what you are using um, your day, the kind of action steps, the kind of decisions you were making, the conversations you were holding, you name it. And the idea of this scorecard was to carry a small notebook. I carry a notebook around. I mean, I carry several, but I carry a small, smallest notebook I have, I carry for like food journaling and just random thoughts. But anything that's more expansive than that, then I have a larger book that I use. But the way the practice went within this literature that I read, it was keeping a, a small notebook in your pocket and then anything that fell in support of what your vision was or your goal was, it went into one column and anything that took away from that went into another column. So if you know me, I'm, I'm you know, I always have to fahimify something, right? Um, so my way of doing that was like, oh, I'm actually gonna create cards and on one card it'll say home and on the other card it'll, it'll say away. And then I'm gonna align, I'm gonna like fill the card with like small little box boxes on the card where anytime they do something that's home, home meaning supportive, homing meaning coming back to yourself, to your source, using those activities or those action steps to harmonize yourself at home, right? When we think home, we think connection, we think, you know, we think togetherness, we think in sync, we think frequency, we think production, purpose, right? When we think away, we think, at least for me, when we think away, we think away from that balance, away from alignment away, right? So I, I wanted to kind of use tongue in cheek, kind of use a sports analogy. So one card says home and support of and the back side of the card says away, right? And each side has a variety of like as many small boxes you could put on. The, and, and what you're doing is you're having the player, instead of having to carry a notebook around, um, they're carrying a, a business card around or a card that's probably a little bit larger than a business card and all they're doing is checking off the boxes and you know it was a really strong exercise because I had the player I said all right no matter what side is completed as soon as you complete it until you as soon as you feel one side let's talk about it and it was such a powerful it was such a powerful exercise for a number of reasons the first reason why it was such a powerful exercises because one, it allowed the player to become aware of the day-to-day, moment-to-moment decisions he was making and how they could potentially influence where he is now, where he wanted to be. The things he's doing now and the things that he wants to begin doing in the future. And we did this project together because, you know, I'm being super unapologetic about the goals that I have for myself in this next year and a year after that and a year after that after that and I think up until this point I've always hedged my bets a little bit I didn't lean in as powerfully as I could and I kind of I was easily swayed by the opinions of others I'm being honest this is an honest moment so for me what I realized is that there's times in my life where I, I, I become so out of balance that it starts to impact how I see myself, how I see the relationships I'm in, how I see the work that I'm doing. So for me, I'm no longer going to make that mistake. I'm no longer going to step in that path. So a part of that decision is for me to be aware of how eating certain things is impacting me, how having conversations are impacting me, using certain words are impacting me, right? All those little things add up. So not only were he and I able to go on this journey together to shift our awareness to that more powerful source, 
But by using this as an opportunity to say, okay, once everything's been documented, once you've totaled up one side and one side is completely filled, let's have a conversation about it. It allowed him in a very reflective way to think back on some of those decisions that fell into the category. Now, what I didn't mention is that each card comes with the opportunity for you to pair it with the notebook if you want, right? So you could be saying, well, Fahim, if day one I'm, I'm checking four boxes, how do I know at day 20 what, what, you know, what, the, what the decisions were or the choices that I made for day one? Fair point. So if that's the case and you wanna be more reflective and you wanna be able to connect to what it was that you were experiencing, then I would say like the literature suggests, carry a notebook with it. Or better yet, if you think it's something that you can remember to the end of the day, but you don't want to, you don't want to take along a, a journal with you throughout the day, then journal it when you get home and have like that debrief or that clearing at the end of the day. But either way, it serves as a powerful resource for you to start, for you to start shifting into that awareness. And if you're not aware of what you're doing, you can never, ever, 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 ever. I don't care how dope you are, and I know there's some dope people listening to this. If you're not Awareness comes from greatness, right? Or awareness begets greatness. Awareness and the ability to be able to see how we're doing and how what we're doing is impacting what we want to do is the entire way in which people drive towards living the life that they want, doing the work that they want, inspiring others through their purpose and through their light, enriching their relationships with others as well as themselves, right? It all comes from clarity and clarity cannot arrive without awareness. So the first thing you want to do is be more intentional about how you're, how those things that you're doing, the steps that you're making, the conversations that you're holding, the decisions that you're making, like how are all those things supporting the vision that you have for yourself, your health, your mindset, your spirit set, or what are the things, as well as what are the things that are distracting or taken away from that? If we can begin with awareness, then we can connect to change.